Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So I have a stupid joke. Okay. What has four wheels and flies? I don't know. A garbage truck. <laughs> oh my gosh. <sighs> Stupid joke. Yeah. Okay. And then to start off, I have uh, coincidences. Okay. So first one at our doctor's office growing up, my brother's chart was always getting mixed up with another kid's because they had the same first and last name, were born on the same day, but different months, and their moms had the same name. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Next one, my history teacher was showing us a slideshow of her trip to China when one of my classmates shouted, hey, those are my parents. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed, this girl's parents were in the background of my teacher's picture at uh, Tiananmen Square. Okay. Uh, They not only were visiting China at this exact same time, but crossed paths with their daughter's teacher at just the right moment to photobomb her. That's cool. It is. Uh, Next one. Years ago, my uncle bought me pajamas as a Christmas gift, and he left the gift receipt in the box. When I saw the date and the time on the receipt, I screamed, what are the odds? He bought it on 12-12 of 2012 at 12-12 p.m. Oh, wow. (laughs) Next one, I bought some wine gums. You ever heard of that? What? Wine gums? No, I haven't. I'm thinking it's like alcoholic gummy bears, or that's what I thought. Huh. But I've never heard of those. Anyway, I bought some wine gums and thought about an ex from over 10 years ago. It was his favorite candy. We hadn't kept in touch. This was before social media. Later that day, I was eating the wine gums and thought about him again, so I decided to Google him. His funeral was that day. <gasps> Aww. I know. I know. Uh, my aunt had three kids several years apart on December 9th, 10th, and 11th. Wow. Those kids never got their own birthday party. <laughs> no. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> that's sad. That, yeah, they all had to share a birthday. I bet the mom was like, <laughs> Except she had to buy presents all at the same oh, time. Oh, yeah. Gosh, that sucks. Next one, my best friend from elementary school had three sisters, all of whom grew up to marry engineers named Mark. Now my best friend just got engaged to an engineer named Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Next one, I was working as a call center operator when I asked a caller for her birthday, which was the same as mine, April 20th. Then I asked the next caller for her birthday, and she gave me my brother's birthday, April 27th. The caller joked I should play the lottery with those dates. That night at a grocery store, I decided to play the numbers and won $380. Nice. (laughs) Uh, When I was 29 on 9-19-91, after nine hours of labor, I had a nine-pound baby boy. Okay. Uh, Next one, a couple years ago, I met this kid at a sleepaway camp in New York. Somehow, I saw him again at the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco when we we almost ran him over with a bike. Then, a year later, I went to my cousin's bar mitzvah and saw him there, too. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's like, dude, go away. Why are you following me? <laughs> Next one, my friend and I went to the Red Box to see if they had Tron. They didn't have it, so we rented a different movie. Uh, guess what we found when we opened up the DVD box to a different movie? It was Tron. <laughs> that would be a nice surprise. Yeah, really. Next one in my family, for some reason, all the boys, six in total, have the same scar from the same injury, a baseball to the left eyebrow. It started with my uncle and recently happened to my son. Wow. That's crazy. That's weird. Next one. One night, my friends and I almost hit a guy on a bike as we were pulling into a Taco Bell. He flipped his handlebars and got up as traffic funneled into the drive-thru, funneled us into the drive-thru, so we never learned how badly he was hurt. Fast forward a couple of years, my friend and I are hanging out with my boyfriend and eventual husband, who started telling a story about being on his way to his cousin's house and flipping over his handlebars. My friend jokingly said, ha ha, was it in front of a Taco Bell? He replied, yeah, it was right in front of a Taco Bell. <laughs> it's such a small world. It is. When you really think, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Next one, my best friend and I were born on the same day in the same hospital, and our mother shared the same recovery room. We didn't meet until we were 17 years old, and our mothers were strangers. Hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Next one, my husband and I woke up one morning to discover we'd both had nightmares where we'd crashed our cars on the same highway uh, with the other person in the passenger seat. We've driven on that highway since and have been okay, but it was terrifying the first time. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Next one, I once went to a wedding and bonded with a girl there over how much we both loved the band Faithless. We got deeper into it and she said that once at a Faithless gig, A guy peed in a cup and threw it into the crowd and it landed on some poor girl and she gave that she gave wet wipes to. It just so turns out that poor girl was me. Gross. (laughs) That's nasty. Guys are disgusting. They are. Who would ever do that? Gross. Next one on 6606. I turned six. (laughs) I turned seven on eight, nine, (laughs) ten. I turned 12 on 12, 12, 12. Uh, Last year, I was out for drinks with an acquaintance who told me about her new boyfriend, who had the same name as my new boyfriend. She then told me he was currently on holiday in Georgia, the country, not the state, the U.S. state. Mine was, too. I then asked her when he would be flying back, and it was the same flight. We had to show each other pictures of our boyfriends to make sure that that there were two of them and we weren't being double-timed. That's what I was thinking when, she, Me when too. the story was going on. But apparently it's two different guys. Wow. It's crazy. Next one, I was born on Valentine's Day. My sister was born on Mother's Day. My mom was born on Labor Day. And my dad was born on April Fool's Day. Ha <laughs> 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 ha, joke's on you, buddy. <laughs> Next one, my best friend used to, uh, used to be a Boy Scout. And and one of the activities was to adopt an elderly person as a grandparent. Fast forward 20 years later, when my best friend and I are going through his photo album, and I see a picture of him with my great-grandfather. Turns out he had adopted my great-grandpa as his grandfather. 
Next one, the day my paternal grandfather died, my mother had been sitting in the bed next to him, comforting and talking to him. One of the things she said to him was, tell my stepdad, Richie, who had died years earlier, that I say hi. A couple days later, after my grandfather died, we were at Walgreens looking outside the window when a huge truck drove by with, quote, Richie says hi, written on the sign. Oh. <laughs> I'll never forget that crazy moment. I gave me chills. I know, me too. That's crazy. Uh, let's see. I turned four on 4404, and my volleyball number, which was completely randomly assigned, was 44 for three years. Now I go to Syracuse University, which has the special number 44 because of the football star Ernie Davis. Lucky number. Next one. When I started dating my boyfriend, I told him I was going to nickname his penis Purcell. He looked at me weird and asked me how I came up with that. I shrugged and said it was the first name that came to mind. Turns out that it was his mom's last name and his last name until his dad legally adopted him when he was six. Huh. Weird. Interesting. Next one, I was adopted a few days after my birth and named Mary Kelly by my adoptive parents. 20 years later, I met my biological mother, and her name was Marion Keller. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Next one, I moved to a new city and school when I was in the 11th grade. One day, I told my new classmates it was my parents' anniversary. One of them said, hey, mine too. I said it was my parents' 23rd anniversary, and she said, mine too. I said my parents got married in Brooklyn. She said, mine too. So I told her the name of the wedding hall, and she said, uh, mine too. <laughs> Turned out her parents had gotten married in the wedding hall in the morning, and my parents had gotten married there that same afternoon. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Next one, I was on, uh, on my college tour at Tufts this summer. My family and I were discussing Solo, a Star Wars story, and what we thought of it. Then midway through the presentation in the Tufts auditorium, my dad poked me and said, am I going crazy or is that Harrison Ford? <gasps> sure enough, Harrison Ford, Callista Flockhart, and their son were 10 seats over from us. Needless to say, we ended up on the same tour as them and spent the rest of the afternoon trying to blend in and act cool. <laughs> they were all really nice and it made a boring info session into a lifetime story. That would be cool. That would be fucking cool. I love Harrison Ford. Is that Harrison Ford over there? That's crazy. Uh, next one, my husband and I both have dads named Gary. Both Garys had dogs named Woody when we started dating, and both of our moms were maternity nurses at the same time. Hmm. Next one, my dad's birthday is 7-11. My wedding anniversary is 7-11. My birth weight is 7 pounds 11 ounces. My firstborn's my firstborn son's birth weight was also, you guessed it, 7 pounds, 11 ounces. Hmm. Next one, when I was growing up, my grandfather used to bake these cookies I loved, and he always called them Wanda cookies because that was the name of the lady whose recipe it was when he got it out of a newspaper. Fast forward 10 years, my grandfather had passed on, and we'd lost the cookie recipe. Then my great aunt moved to town and quickly made friends with the lady in her condo. We had her friend and her over for dinner, and she brought dessert. Her favorite cookie recipe. It was the Wanda cookies. She was Wanda. <laughs> she gladly gave me the recipe for my favorite cookies, which I still make today. 
That's crazy. Yeah. Next one, I moved into a diff- I moved to a different city and got a job at a hotel. I met my boyfriend working there, and early in the relationship, we were talking about where we lived, and I mentioned my road. He said he had just moved from there. Turns out my boyfriend lived in the exact same room in the exact same house as me before I did. He literally moved out, and I moved in. Hmm. Next one, my dad died eight months ago, and one day I was feeling upset, so I texted his old cell phone number to tell him that I love him and I miss him. I knew it was stupid and that my mom kept his cell phone in, an, in his old office, so I didn't expect a response. But a couple hours later, I got a text back. The text was asking who I was. Embarrassed, I explained the situation and apologized, saying I didn't realize the phone company had already given his phone number away. Turns out the woman who'd received his cell phone number had just died of cancer, and it was her daughter texting me from her phone on the day of the funeral. Aww. Maybe they needed each other. Yeah. Maybe they became friends. Next one, I was working at a grocery store, and for months, customers kept asking me if my mom worked at the bank. At the same time, the lady at the bank kept getting asked if her daughter worked at the grocery store. I'm adopted, and my birth mom and I had given up finding each other years before. But lo and behold, thanks to our mutual customers and striking resemblance, we found each other. (laughs) You were meant to find each other, for sure. Okay, next one. My husband and I went on a cruise for our honeymoon and met another couple on their honeymoon. A couple who'd gotten married on the same day as us. Seven years later, we were on vacation in Florida and went to dinner to celebrate our anniversary. At the restaurant, we ran into the same couple celebrating their anniversary. (laughs) Next one, once when I went to the drugstore to pick up something, I had a gift card from there that I had used once before. The total of my purchase was exactly what I had left on my gift card. (laughs) That's great. Next one, my mother has a picture of herself at the age of five on a crowded beach back in the early 70s. Oddly enough, my dad has a very similar picture of him when he was 10. Years later, they discovered that they were in the background of each other's photo. (laughs) They were at the same beach on the same day, but little did they know that years later, they would cross cross paths again and spend the rest of their lives together. Oh, nice. And this is my last one. I went to Nepal for a study abroad program and was placed with this lovely family in Kathmandu. I told them where I was from, and it turned out that they were a very close with a family from my city. I asked what street, and they said the same street I lived on. I asked them to describe the house, and it was my next-door neighbors. This amazing family in Kathmandu that I had never met before was best friends with my next-door neighbors. <laughs> and those were mine. Those were interesting. Yeah. Okay. So I did creature encounters. Ooh, okay. I was actually going to look up creatures. Last Monday, I went on a walk into the woods. I usually go all the time, whether it's spring or winter. I'm an 18-year-old girl. I'm not very tall, and I don't weigh much. I This one kind of sounded familiar, okay. but I wasn't sure. So I'm, I'm a pretty fast runner, too. Sometimes it can get really creepy out there in the woods. My mom and grandparents, they live right down the road, always told me that if I start to feel unsafe out there, I always need to leave. They never said why, but I always figured they were afraid of the koi dogs. Hmm. And it never seemed that important. I did listen to them, though. 
So Monday afternoon, maybe a bit past four o'clock, I left to go walking. I had been out there just two days before with no problems, but after walking for about a half a mile, the feeling that I was being watched began. I kept walking maybe a quarter of a mile until I came to the old logging road. It makes for a quick way around the woods, and it also connects to the road that my house and my grandparents' houses are on. I was getting pretty tired of hiking through the snow-covered bushes and logs. I still felt like something was watching me, and just a few moments before, I could have swore I saw something moving around in my peripheral vision. So I decided to walk down the logging road instead. As I was walking down, I heard the sound of chains rattling nearby and started looking around for them thinking maybe it was just chains in a tree blowing in the wind. I couldn't find any chain, chains, and I stopped hearing it after a second. I kept walking and was getting close to my grandparents' land when I heard the chains again. I stopped walking to look around me and check to see if maybe it was something I was wearing on my jacket, my necklace. It wasn't anything on me. I jumped around to double-check and probably look really stupid, but I knew it wasn't me making the noise. I decided I'd just go to my grandparents' house and walk back using the actual road, but as soon as I started heading into the woods, I heard something. I heard something. <laughs> it sounded like my footsteps had been in time with a second pair that were maybe 10 feet away, mm. which made no sense because there had been nothing there just a moment ago. I took another step and heard something step at the same time from behind me. I didn't turn around. I was too afraid. It's probably a good thing I didn't, so I acted as if I were going to take a step forward, but stopped my foot right above the snow. I wanted to make sure I wasn't going crazy. Behind me, whatever there was there stepped down. I heard the snow crunch. Then it moved forward again quickly. It must have known I'd figured out it was there. I started running towards my grandparents' land, and whatever was behind me followed. It sounded humanish, and the sound of the chains started up again when it started chasing me. The thing definitely had only two legs and it sounded pretty big. There are a lot of thorn bushes, small trees, and other things that stay around all year, even in the winter. While I ran around between them as best I could, it was just going right through them. Mm. I glanced behind me for a second and all I saw was a really tall, gray, humanoid blur before I looked back in front of me. The final stretch was terrifying, and I could hear heavy breathing and chains rattling just a few feet behind me the entire time, and it sounded like it wasn't, it was almost growling. My grandparents' dog, a very big Malamute Mastiff mix, was up in the yard near the house and started barking, but he didn't run towards me. He just stayed by the house barking, then he ran with me to the house when I got close to him. I ran up to the door and went inside. The dog came in right beside me. Don't worry. <laughs> and slammed the door shut. I didn't hear anything and looked out the window, but there wasn't anything there. The dog was leaning on me and shaking. My grandfather came to the door from upstairs after just a few seconds, and I started crying and told him everything. He became very serious and told me, don't think about it, just forget it ever happened. I tried to ask him why, but he re refused to tell me anything. I tried asking my grandmother, too, but she didn't say anything and changed the subject. <sighs> What? What is out there? Ew. And whatever it is, it sounds like it's, you can't see it. You can only hear it. Ew. Oh my it was gosh. Tall and gray. What the fuck? And I think it sounded familiar because it wasn't that story, but we have had stories where people have heard chains before. Oh, have we? I think so. I wonder what that is. I don't know. Weird. Hmm. 
When I was 13, I was on an ATV with my two older sisters, one 15 and the other 18. We were going to my grandma's, which was less than two kil kilometers away from my parents' place. We were traveling through our fields, but on the way, I suggested we go around the fence so we didn't have to open the gates. It was pretty much the same path, just a bit off to the side. As we got to the middle of the field, we all noticed something sitting on top of the hill we were about to climb. We slowed to a crawl because it looked human. We thought maybe a calf fell and was stuck, or maybe it was my uncle who looked after the cattle. But this thing was sitting weird, basically like how Spider-Man perches over buildings, crouched down on top of a rock. Now I want to describe this thing. It was tall, skinny, and wore no clothes. Just a body is what we could see, grayish color, and the head wasn't shaped like a human's. It was thin and small. We were about 30 to 40 meters from this thing, and it was during, it was during the day, too. As we were sitting there trying to figure out what we were seeing, this thing slowly stood up and my heart sank. Its arms were long, grossly long. I screamed to stop and instantly jumped from the front of the ATV to the driver, replacing my sister. As we were switching, this thing started running at us, but it was running weird. Its arms were swaying back and forth like a normal runner, but because of how long the arms were, it looked weird. You would think it would run on the long arms, but it didn't. It was running fast. I turned around and shot off straight through the field. My sisters were screaming that it was still coming, but I honestly could not look back at this thing. So I just said, don't look at it. We rounded the corner, and that's the last we saw of it. After that corner, it, it's trails to my parents' house. I don't know. As we got home, I crashed the ATV into the deck trying to get in as fast as we could. We were so scared, my parents actually believed us. They called all the family to warn if it was a trespasser. They said nobody saw anything or anyone in the fields. Ew, that's... Again. What the fuck? I don't know. Really long arms. Ugh, that's creepy. Ugh. I don't know what I would do if I don't know. I think really aliens are just among us and we just don't know it. And if we see them, we see them. It is kind of what the description sounded like, except for the head. Usually when people describe an alien, the head is big. Yeah. And this one was small. Hmm. It reminds me more of what people think of like the rake. Oh, yeah. There's another name one of those things i can't remember what it is now but there's yeah. so many of those stories out there i wonder what they are i know i mean i guess they could all be alien i don't know but Ugh. one morning i was outside with a cup of tea just before dawn i was thumbing a bowl of tobacco in my pipe when i heard a shuffling toward the pine trees at the edge of my property the back of my house faces the edge of a thick lot of short pine trees and I see critters run in and out of it all the time, so I assumed the noise was an armadillo or something. But when I looked up, I saw what looked like an obese woman with sagging breasts. What? But her head was kind of like an odd lump on her shoulders, very small and without hair or features like a typical head. I immediately knew it wasn't an animal of any sort and set my things down on the patio table and called out to her. There was just enough light from the floodlights on my house to see a large bare bottom turn and run away. <laughs> what? I could very easily hear the thumping sounds of feet in the pines. A few days later, I stepped out back with a glass of wine to have a before bed smoke. I turned the, I turned the back lights on and stepped out, and I immediately saw the fat woman again. 
What? This time I could see her much better. When the dim light hit her body, she moved like a dog would if it had suffered an injury. It was a natural lope for an animal, but not for a human. I could see her face this time, but it looked like she didn't have a nose, and her head was entirely too small for her large body. She loped into the pines again, but this time I ran towards her as fast as my legs could carry me. I have very little cartilage left in my knees, so it wasn't very fast. I heard her shuffling away into the pines just as I reached the tree line. Just before dawn, I'd almost fallen asleep when my cat began growling loudly and slapping at the small window. I turned on the lamp and got a full glimpse of the half-face of the large woman. I, know it was, I knew it was her immediately. Her face has holes where a nose should be and swollen lips. Her eyes are dark brown all over and not like normal eyes. I got up and yelled while pointing at my while pointing my piece at her, which is a gun, I guess. Yeah. And she turned and ran. Through the window, I saw her scramble away. Then I went to the patio door and turned the lights on so I could see better. The mass of her body was swinging as she ran toward the pines. I opened the door and fired two shots toward the top of the pines. I had no desire to harm her, but I wanted to put the fear in her that I was armed and done playing around. I'm not a young man and I live alone, but with a faithful cat and several guns. What? What the hell was that? What? Oh my God. And not only, he saw her several times. How does she not have a nose? (laughs) (gasps) What? Was it it some kind of, uh, like a person that, that had some kind of defect or? I mean... Oh my gosh. I don't know. That's weird. That is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. That is... What? I would think I was going nuts if I was that guy. Yeah. Like, that's not a thing. No. That doesn't happen. (laughs) I mean, what? Ew. That is scary. That is weird. And like, kind of sad. Yeah. I'm so confused. I know. Oh, my God. (sighs) I was born and raised in the plains of Texas, specifically in an area where black-eyed kid sightings are prevalent. I had heard the stories, tales, legends, whatever you want to call them, since I was a young man, but never truly believed them. The black-eyed kids were mainly something I entertained as a joke or something to get a rise out of people. This changed in the summer of 2009. It was a warm night in June. I was up late around 2 a.m. as I typically like to stay up late, especially in the summer, since it would stay fairly warm even after the sun went down. I had just run up to the store to grab a big fountain drink and was returning into my house through the back door when I was approached by two children, a boy and a girl. I was very startled once I realized they were there since I wasn't expecting to encounter anyone in my backyard so late at night. Little boy asks, could we come in? We need to use the phone. We are lost. This is when I noticed the blackness of their eyes. Both of them had eyes so black they were actually, they were like pits. This is also when my heart sank. I couldn't believe I was actually seeing them, that they were right there in front of me. As I mentioned before, I had heard the legends of the black-eyed children most of my life, so there was no way I was going to let them in my house. I darted in the back door and locked it as quickly as I could. Once I was inside, I ran upstairs and flipped on the lights to try and see if they were still outside. Thankfully, by then, they were gone. 
I had so much adrenaline pumping by that point, though, that I grabbed a weapon and began searching the house and making sure all the doors and windows were locked. It took me hours to get to sleep that night, and it's an encounter that will stay with me for the rest of my life. These entities took the form of something most people view as innocent, weak, and mild, and try to trick unsuspecting people to do God knows what with or to them. I am just glad my reflexes kicked in and I was able to tell, live to tell the tale. Holy shit, I love the fact that they knew. Well, that seemed kind of strange to me because I thought the Black Eyed Kids were a pretty recent thing. I don't think but so. That's Yeah, that's not what it sounded like at all. No, and I really think it depends on where you grow up and what kind of stories they tell around where you grow up. Yeah. Because, like, Native Americans, they tell their children all kinds, you know, their entire life they hear legends and stories and yeah you know, or at least that's what i think anyway I'm that's not, what it seems like yeah so i bet if you grow up in an area especially like like for instance Tyrion, like my kids hear these crazy stories because that's what i'm into yeah and you know none of, the, none of their friends know what they're talking about or mm. you know what's going yeah. on so it depends on how you grow up i think yeah that's true so this happened to my son when he was 17 years old. We lived in New Mexico at the time. My son, Cody, was riding along with his friends, Drew and Alex. They were in Drew's truck, and Drew was driving. It was night, and they were heading to Drew's house. Drew lived out in the country, so the road they were on was isolated and surrounded by desert. In fact, that whole area is flat and mostly dirt. As they're driving along, they see a man standing in the middle of the road. Drew slows down, and they all expect the guy to move off to the side. The guy doesn't move. He just stands there. Drew slows to a stop. The guy is standing just outside the light from the headlights. He's wearing jeans and some sort of long sleeve shirt. They couldn't make out the features of the guy's face, but they could tell he was facing them. Nobody moves for a few seconds. The kids start to talk about going around him, but aren't sure if they should pass by this guy or turn around and go another way. Suddenly, the guy drops to all fours and starts running towards the truck. All the kids start screaming. Drew slams the truck into reverse and floors it. Now they're going backwards on this dark country road, and this guy is chasing them on all fours. Oh. And he's keeping up with the truck. No, he's not. Drew goes faster, and finally the guy drops out of sight. Drew turns the truck around, and they all came back to our house. I was in the living room when they came running in, slammed and locked the door, and went tearing up the stairs to Cody's room. I went up to see what was going on, and this is when they told me the story. I've never seen them so pale and frightened. They were completely freaked out. Holy shit. I've got chills. So just. do I. That is. Oh, my I God. flip out. Just the guy standing there was scary. Yeah. But then dropping on all fours <sighs> and keeping up with. No. <laughs> I can just picture it, and I don't want to. Oh, my God. I, could, I would die if I saw something like that. <laughs> I probably would. I don't know what I would do, but I probably wouldn't have went in reverse. I don't. Yeah. I probably would have <laughs> just ran over the him. gas <laughs> and hit that motherfucker. Well, I mean, if he's, that's obviously inhuman. Yes. So, 
Like, if you hit him, he probably would have jumped on your hood or something. Like, who knows? I don't know, but... Oh, my God. I know myself, first of all. There's no way I could go in reverse and drive. Oh, my god! I'd be, like, all over the place. <laughs> I'd probably flip my car or some shit. Oh, my gosh. That is scary. That is so crazy. Have you heard of stories, though, like that where humanoid things are running beside cars yeah. and keeping up with them? Yeah. Isn't that nuts? I. Oh, my gosh. That is insane. Ugh. These are scary. <laughs> <laughs> this is something that happened to me about two years ago at my friend's house. She lived right across a fairly busy busy two-lane road from the parking lot on our college campus. The other five people in the house were asleep, and it was around 3.30 in the morning. I went outside to smoke a cigarette because I couldn't sleep. I'm sitting on the front swing, and I hear rustling. I figured it was literally any type of animal and ignored it. But then I heard what sounded like something on two legs shuffle through the leaves on the sidewalk at a very fast pace. Now I'm alert, I stand up, still smoking my cigarette, and look over at the right side of the property with the tiny evergreen-esque bushes. The sound trailed from the left to the right of the property. Now the parking lot is across the street. The tall lights are on at all hours, so it illuminates from behind, leaving me to only see silhouettes. I see something that may have been about four feet tall. It looked like it would be a little shorter than my chest height. I'm 5'4" and it was peeking out at me like it was curious, but I also felt like it was malicious because I got this overwhelming sense of dread and fear. We stared at each other for what felt like three solid minutes. I felt like I was in a trance. Ew. The best way to describe the thing I saw would be like it was pro proportioned but malnourished. Someone once suggested that it might be a little person, but I know for a fact it was not. This thing was very thin and perfectly proportioned, like a thin and sickly child. I guess it kind of looked like that little guy from the Lord of the Rings movies. Mm. I looked down at my cigarette for no more than a second, and when I looked back up, it was gone. I heard move it, movement, and I said, fuck this, and ran inside and locked the door <laughs> behind me. Then sitting on the couch, I was staring at the window when I suddenly saw something run across, blocking a portion of the light from the parking lot as it went by. For it to do this, it had to have been on the porch where I just was. <gasps> Ew! <laughs> oh my gosh, that's creepy. Even though it's small, yeah, it's, it's still, creepy. <laughs> it's not right. No. At least at that size, you might be able to like punt it across yeah. the, the lawn. <laughs> I used to not believe that there was unknown stuff in the woods. After this happened, I know there is something unknown out there. I had just bought my first rifle and bought a 60-round drum magazine. <laughs> Reading up on the drum, I read they were amazing and rarely had any issues at all. This will be important later. A few days after I got it, I finally decided to take it out for a test drive. Kentucky is super wooded. Three-fourths of the land I lived on was just thick woods. There was a main path for driving our gator and few small paths our cows had made in the woods. I decided to walk along our creek that had a small path half cleared out by the cows. At the end of the path is a big field our cows graze in. As soon as I crossed the fence to go to the field, I instantly felt like I was being watched closely. I brushed it off because I've walked back there a thousand times before and never been bothered by anything. The walk to the field along the creek is a very short walk, maybe two minutes at a slow pace. 
The further I walked, the more intense the feeling got, like I was getting closer to whatever was watching me. About halfway there, the feeling got so intense I couldn't ignore it anymore. The drum magazine I had with me was unloaded, so I stopped and started loading it. I only brought 20 rounds with me because I was just going to sight in my piece, and 20 should have been plenty. The exact moment I started putting rounds in the drum, I smelled something dead, Ew. like it had been dead for a while and rotting in the sun. I started looking around, and right behind me was what was left of a possum. It was almost like it was placed there for me to find. The only thing was it looked like it had been dead maybe a day at most, and what I was smelling seemed like it was far more decomposed. This obviously didn't sit well with me, so I double-timed it on the magazine loading. I guess I should have taken the possum as a last chance to turn around. Hmm. I was almost to the field when I saw it. I was at the end of the creek, and the feeling of being watched was unbearable. Just as I was near the end of the creek and the edge of the woods, I heard, I heard a splash in the water. Walking down the creek away from me was something I will never forget. At least eight feet tall, probably taller, very skinny. I imagine a grown man that weighs 120 pounds. Now stretch him out to be eight feet tall, but his body width stays the same. Very long arms, and it walked on two legs. Skin stretched tightly across its body. It made no noise aside from the splash when it stepped in the creek while it walked. It also had a very weird walk, almost like a waddle, but taking large steps. That couldn't that could have been because it was on a muddy creek bank. Muddy creek bank. It was also a light brown color, almost like the color of a deer. I pressed the bolt release to chamber around just in case this monstrous thing decides to attack. I did not intend on striking first. The round gets stuck somehow and doesn't even budge out of the magazine. I had never used that magazine before, so it didn't fail from heavy use. My only guess is that thing had something to do with it. The magazine never worked right again, and I had to return it. The thing books it out of there without running or making a noise. I had just long enough exposure to it to get the details I provided about it. Crazy. That reminds me of the last story, like if they can control like because that other story said that they felt like they were in a trance mm -hmm. that's the scariest part about it if they can control like you and the way you feel yeah. or your mind or something because you don't know what the fuck that is what is that mm. that sounded like an alien too yeah well at first i thought it was going to be like a bigfoot but very skinny yeah and it didn't say didn't... anything about hair no it was said it was brown but yeah, but I didn't say it was brown fur. Yeah, I thought it was just the skin, like the color of the skin. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's weird. Ugh, that's so creepy. I'm very experienced in hunting, camping, hiking, and general survival. I'm very familiar and used to wildlife, and I was charged by what I believe was a cryptid called a dogman that charged me and my cousin. It was not a bear. A bear cannot move how it did. And it was not a normal wolf, as they can't comfortably run on two legs. Uh. Whereas what charged us seemed natural at this. Ew. This happened around June or July of 2007. I was around 17 years old and more cocky then, <laughs> but still somewhat knowledgeable about the outdoors. My family used to own a cabin in northwest Wisconsin. I basically grew up there in the summer, and I knew the woods well. But at night, it was wise to stay in the cabin, or at least by the bonfire by the beach, because of bears, wolves, and cougars. So this happened somewhere between noon and 2 p.m. 
Okay, that's during the day. <laughs> Me and my cousin were standing at the edge of a clearing on a trail talking. He was maybe 10 feet from me when I decided to mess with him. I shushed, I shushed him and said, we're being watched. He froze, and then I realized the woods were dead quiet. I got spooked and started <laughs> scanning the tree line and the other edge of the clearing from left to right when I saw it. Its teeth gave it away. It was panting and staring at my cousin. What I saw was a wolf as big as a black bear, at least 300 pounds, but it wasn't normal. This wolf was on two legs, crouching next to a tree, and its arm was grasping the trunk with a clawed hand. It had reddish-brown fur. I told my cousin that we have to go, and next thing I know, he's sprinting. I look back at Wolfie, who had locked locked on and sprinted a few steps on two feet, and then I turned and ran when it looked like Wolfie was dropping to all fours. Yeah. It charged us, and it sounded like it was right on our tails, barreling through the brush. But for whatever reason, it let us go when we broke out of the tree line and headed for the cabin. What stuck with me the most was the sheer size. Wolfie appeared to be nearly seven feet tall when upright. (laughs) And when it should have had front paws, it appeared to have large clawed hands. Now, I'm not sure how to explain it away rationally. I have heard wolves will occasionally kind of walk upright. But as far as I know, they can't sprint on two legs, nor do wolves get that big, and black bears only waddle on two legs. Um, no, wolves do not walk on two legs occasionally. No. I'm sorry, no. And that is a werewolf. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> he got charged by a werewolf. Yes. That's my conclusion. Yes, that... <laughs> That's creepy. I don't like it. I live on a farm out in the middle of nowhere that raises sheep and goats. I usually get up every morning around 7 a.m. to go feed them, but something peculiar happened on this specific morning. I went down to the fence and saw something odd at the far end of the sheep pen. At first, I thought a sheep was hanging from the fence post. Oh, no. But as I got closer, (laughs) I realized that the sheep was standing on its hind legs. What? The realization made me freeze in my tracks (laughs) about 10 feet away from the animal. I just stood there in silence for a moment. After maybe 30 seconds of standing still, the sheep turned around and looked at me. It didn't even seem phased that I was watching it. It just said, oh, good morning, (laughs) dropped back onto all fours, and went to eat with the rest of the sheep. The voice was definitely a man's voice, but it sounded off like a man who had just been roundhouse kicked in the throat. I genuinely have no clue what happened here. I don't live anywhere near Skinwalker territory. So that's out of the question. And it wasn't malicious in any way. It was actually quite polite, as insane as that sounds. Is there even such a thing as a harmless Skinwalker? I know I wasn't hallucinating. I just don't have a clue what I could have seen. Okay. No. That's... Oh, good morning. Sorry, you are not supposed to catch me on all, on my hind legs. <laughs> what the fuck? When you I'm read sorry. that, I thought I thought he was like saying it was like I did too. The sheep was saying, "Oh, you know, like I oops, know. good morning," and like, but he I said it. No, he said it. Oh my God, that dude is on drugs. There's yeah, that's I'm sorry. That's, no, that did not happen. Say, it didn't even seem phased that I was watching it. It just said, oh, good morning. 
and dropped it back onto all fours. I went to eat with the rest of the sheep. No. The voice was definitely a man's voice. No. Drugs were heavily involved in this, I think. That is fucking hilarious. (laughs) Watch, we're laughing about it. Next thing, we're going to see a sheep walking around talking. Or your cat will be like, oh, good morning (laughs) tomorrow. Oh, my God, I would die. Oh, my God. I'd be, I would call into work. Or wait, no, tomorrow. No, it's Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. I would go to the emergency room <laughs> and I'd be like, uh, you needed to check my head out. There is something happening. There is something wrong. My cat wished me a good morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And he was standing on two feet. <laughs> Holding a, a cup and saucer. A nice cup of tea. A <laughs> <laughs> oh, good morning, good sir. <laughs> <laughs> what if you just like rolled with it and just like it, that's your your life now or like you know it's very first thing in the morning and you're not quite awake yet and you're like oh hey like, oh, good morning <laughs> going to the bathroom <laughs> you're in there peeing and be like wait a minute did he just say what just happened <laughs> Oh my god that is great it's hilarious i would you know if i was that guy and that actually happened there was i would bring that sheep into my home and be like okay we need to have a talk i need to speak with you sir i sure in the hell wouldn't be telling the story to anybody <laughs> oh my god i'd be taking that shit to my grave you have to. You promised to tell me. Well, I would tell you. Okay. But then you would laugh at me. <laughs> Fuck yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, good morning. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe you, maybe Odin will start making you coffee. That would be awesome, Odin. That would Odin. be awesome. Odin? He's gone. When my husband and I first moved to this apartment, I often felt like I was being watched and sometimes had a sense of unease. At the time, I did not believe in the paranormal. I'm the sort that has to see something myself before I believe it. And once I do see it, I analyze it endlessly. I went to bed one night, but as usual, I could not fall asleep quickly. Our two cats normally went to bed with me, but they didn't on this night. After a while, I sat up in bed and looked out the bedroom doorway. I can see the dining room area from bed, and if the cats were playing, they would inevitably end up in that area. I hoped I would see them so I could call call them to me. It was dark, but not pitch dark, because the apartment windows let in dim light from our neighbors across the way, as well as typical large city light pollution. So thanks to this light, my eyes quickly adjusted to the gloom. That's when I realized there was a very dark black, the blackest black you can think of, blacker than black even, like a velveteen tar, mass just past where the apartment's very brief hallway ended and the dining area started. It was around seven feet tall and had a rough head and shoulder torso shape, but the rest of it kind of faded off. I wasn't alarmed at first. If anything, I leaned forward to try to get a better look because I absolutely couldn't believe my eyes. I was baffled, but when I leaned forward and gawked at this thing, it seemed to turn and look at me, And when it did, I saw two red eyes in the head. 
I did not see any other features, and I don't remember if the eyes were glowing or just plain red, but they were indeed red. When the thing looked at me, my amazement was quickly replaced by a deep primal fear, and then it swooped through the bedroom doorway towards me. I did the only thing I could think of, and that was duck under the covers like a kid hiding from the boogeyman. <laughs> After several moments, I began to run out of air beneath the covers, so I decided to elbow my sleeping husband in the ribs. When he didn't react strangely, I figured the thing was gone, and it was. I, and later my husband, saw the shadow again, but it never appeared remotely as threatening, although I saw the spirit there three times. Weird. This happened when I was really young. I was around six to nine years old. A little backstory. I had a significant trauma happen to me when I was six. I don't want to go into details, but it made life difficult for a while. I totally shut down for a bit, and sleep at the time was my only safe haven. For the next couple of years after my incident, my dreams got stranger and stranger. I at first only saw them in the background of my dreams like part of the scenery almost. Then I began to lucid dream. All of a sudden, these dark shadow people with red eyes began to manifest in my room. I never felt danger from them, and they gave me a sense of relief. I would talk to them like they were someone I knew, and I would tell them about my day. A lot of times, these conversations would end because they would hear something and move off my bed. I would wake from my semi-sleep state by trying to go after them. Toward the end of my encounters with these creatures, I got a sense of terror, and I could never pinpoint, pinpoint it until one night, a white figure came through my door and reached out with a knife toward me. I woke up with a jolt and never saw any of them again, though I will sometimes see one of them dart out of my vision. What? Crazy. When my husband was a child, he used to see what he called the little men in his house. He saw them a few times from about eight years old to maybe 12. He would only see them at night and only in his basement, never outside or in anyone else's home. He describes them as being about seven or eight inches tall, and they were each one solid color, as if they were wearing morph suits. He saw red ones, green ones, and cream-colored ones. No <laughs> facial features, no hair, etc. He said they really looked like people in morph suits. What? They were completely silent, no sound while running, no talking, etc. But he did hear them open and close drawers, cabinets, etc. Whenever one would see that he saw them, they'd run off into a bathroom or the laundry room. He would follow them, but they'd be gone by the time he got there. Once he saw one going in the cabinet under his bathroom sink... Why am I reading weird tonight? I don't know. <laughs> Once he saw one going in the cabinet under his bathroom sink in the basement, and when I looked, it was gone. There was always more than one at a time. He never saw just one. He said they used to weird him out, but not really scare him. They were usually, they were usually running along the walls and not really out in the middle of a room. Of course, his family didn't believe him because he was a child. He had a friend sleep over one night, and they were in the basement playing video games. His friend stopped playing and asked my husband something like, Did you see that? I just saw two small red people run into the bathroom. What the fuck? That's when my husband got scared and told his friend how he was hoping it was only in his imagination and explained everything to him. The two of them saw them a few more times until they were, just weren't there anymore a few, late, a few years later. My husband thinks they were either collecting something or looking for something. They seemed very exploratory in nature. 
Nothing was ever missing that he noticed. He was a kid, so he hadn't been drinking or anything like that. My husband absolutely does not lie. His friend sadly passed, so I can't ask him about the little men, and no one else saw them. What? What hell? What is that? That is... And you know, like, I understand they were little and they were kids, but why, like... Why would they have a reason to make something like that up? You know, if they saw it, they saw it. They're yeah. kids. That's and maybe maybe it was at a time where he was still open. Maybe there's stuff running around here and we can't see it. Who knows? That's there's just weird. so much that goes on. I mean, all these stories. Yeah. They can't all be people making shit up. They, yeah, they can't. I mean, why? Exactly. Like, why would they have a reason to do that? Yeah. People would think they're nuts. Yeah, I don't know. What the fuck? That's crazy. So I've lived in a quiet, walkable neighborhood for about a year and a half now. My job is about a 10-minute walk from my apartment, so I almost always walk. I'm a chef, so I get out pretty late. My first encounter, walking home and at the crossroad where I turn, I saw a man walking perpendicular to me. The man stopped and looked at me. I was maybe one block away. The man then walked behind a telephone pole and completely disappeared. Could have been just me not seeing where he went, but the whole thing gave me an odd feeling. Second encounter, maybe six months later, same crossroad, same distance, same time of night. This one is way weirder, though. There was a woman a woman standing on the top of an eight-foot orange A-frame ladder in the middle of the intersection looking up at the sky. What? Hand over her eyes like she was blocking sunlight. The moment I see her, she slowly comes down off her ladder and picks it up. She started walking away with it, and I followed her as she was walking the same route I take to get home. Slowly, I was catching up to her, but when she took a corner, all of a sudden, she was gone. I took the same corner less than ten seconds after. There was nowhere she could have put the ladder that quick. What? (laughs) These are, like, making me think I'm crazy. What the fuck? They're weird. They are. What is that? I don't know. Oh my. There's a portal in that area or something. Something. That is crazy. What was she doing on a ladder in the middle of the... Looking up and like shielding her eyes like it was... What? (laughs) What the fuck? That is so... That and the weird... Small-headed lady with no nose. Those, that is fucking weird. I don't know. These are crazy. I mean, and really, like, I I think these people are crazy. If anyone came up to me and was like, guess what I saw, you know? Like, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> you know, what are you on? But then again, why would exactly. they make it up? Why? why? Oh, my God. These are nuts. I love it. I was almost taken by a Grindelow. What's that? I don't know. When I was little, like five or six, we went to a park near our house that had a pond. I was always fascinated with the small creatures, water bugs, fish, algae, everything. So I was squatting down, staring at this incredible little universe, completely (laughs) enchanted with it all. Suddenly, something green came out of the water, grabbed my little shoe, and pulled. What? It happened in an instant. My foot slid forward into the water and I fell backwards onto my butt. 
I was back in the water. It was back in the water with a tiny splash as fast as lightning. I blinked, then got up and ran to my mom, saying something grabbed my foot and tried to pull me in the water. My mother tried to console me by saying my foot simply slipped on the muck, but I know the truth. I don't know what a grindolo is. I don't either. Maybe we should look it up. Where's your phone? Okay, these are... They're in Harry Potter. Oh. The little grindolos, they're, they look like little squids. Oh, okay. With faces underwater. Huh. They are English folklore. It's a creature in the counties of Yorkshire and Lancashire. And the name is thought to be connected to Grindel, a name used in Beowulf. Old English charters. Huh. So they're like little... Um, they're like it's literally from Harry Potter. Like these are fictional, but the only thing that comes up is Harry Potter. They're in Harry Potter. When he's when he's doing the, you know the, yeah. um, Triwizard Tournament, and he's in the water. Mm. Those are the things that grabbed him and tried to pull hmm. him down. That's one of the things. That's why I didn't say anything at first because. I'm reading a book right now about Faye. Oh, yeah. But that's what a lot of these are reminding me of. Well, they probably took a lot of folklore and added it, you know, into your book. So that yeah, makes but sense. These stories are like... They're insane. Yeah. I think this is my last one. Okay. So it was an early afternoon, late morning during the summer, and I was standing on my porch slash balcony, seven plus feet off the ground after watering my plants. <sighs> When I see what I thought was a large wasp flying towards me from the wooded area next to my house, and it's flying fast. This whole encounter happened pretty quickly, but the closer it got, it started to look more humanish. What I first thought was a wasp, wasp's antennas started to look more like a small, oh my god, started to look more like small human arms and legs, and it's gold, not yellow, not brown, gold. I also had the impression that it was fleeing something. I can't really describe its face other than it had large eyes because it was looking behind its back most of the time. And again, it all happened so fast. When I say large, I mean unnaturally large. Almost too big for its face. Oddly enough, I can't remember their color either. Then it flies into my cheek and kind of bounced off, then kept flying. It looked back again at me for a split second and then passed me again as if it were being chased by or trying to get away from something. Then it looked forward and flew to the next closest tree that was maybe four feet away and literally disappeared into the tree. Like I said, it was gold, so I would have seen it if it were crawling around on the bark, but it was like it melted into it and it was gone. I was left just kind of standing there like, what the fuck did I just see with an odd feeling that I wasn't supposed to see that? <gasps> oh, it's a fairy. Ooh. I got chills on that. I did too. I want to see a fairy. Yeah. Do you? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> if it's tiny, again, if I can take it, like I'm good, I think. If it's going to drag me underwater, I don't want that. <laughs> no. <but. laughs> Okay, I did um, just crazy things, I think. I didn't read these, so sorry. Uh, first one, my best friend, his boyfriend, and a third roommate of theirs were all living in a new apartment together. In fact, I'm pretty sure it was so new that they were the only tenants that have ever lived in that unit at that point. 
The third roommate was a pretty quiet guy. He kept to himself and often stayed in his room with the doors closed. He was also sort of a slob. One day, the couple comes home and sees that their roommate's door is open, which never happens. They go and peer in and see a perfectly folded uniform for a nearby banquet hall lying on his bed. It was some, from some sort of place that could be rented to host events, wedding receptions, and, like, and the like. The thing is that their roommate didn't work there. He never did. None of them ever did, and they didn't know anyone that did either. Yet here is this uniform sitting on his bed. They questioned him about it, and he seemed as baffled as they were. Fast forward a month or two, and one day my friends come home to find the house completely empty. He goes to the bathroom, and right there on the bathroom floor, he spots a lacy woman's garter belt, the type worn on a wedding day. This is again strange because the, of the three men in the apartment. Two were gay, and the other had no female contacts. Once again, none of the housemates could explain where it had come from. While the appearances of both items are unexplained, I think the strangest part is that they actually have a link between the two clothing items. One from a banquet hall that hosts wedding receptions, and then a garter belt is worn on a wedding day. I'm pretty sure skeptical per I'm a pretty skeptical person, so when they told me of all this, I tried to come up with a very with every logical solution I could imagine. But they had really good responses to shut all of them down as they too had tried to come up with an explanation and couldn't. We still have no idea what happened. It's weird. It's weird. Next one, I had something crazy happen when I was five or six years old. My mom and I were doing something at my grandpa's house while he was out and I was just messing around in the yard. I remember a Mustang coming down the street slow enough to be a bit suspicious. Then they slowed down even more when they started to pass me. So I was just standing there thinking, what are they doing? This feels weird. I became overwhelmed with the urge to run inside the garage as fast as I could. A split second after that, the car suddenly reversed very quickly, enough to spin the tires a bit. I darted so fast in the garage, I hit a button to close the door. I thought maybe it was just I was overreacting, but I was about to learn how wrong I was. As soon as the door closed, someone tried to kick it in. They left a huge dent and messed it up a little bit. After that, I was freaking out trying to tell my mom what happened, but I think she thought I was being high strung or something. It was the eeriest feeling I ever had. I hadn't thought about it in a long time, and I'm getting that gut feeling, dread of something is definitely not right here, just thinking about it. That's weird. What? I think he was going to get kidnapped. Oh. And he, like, had a gut feeling that he needed to get away. Oh. So was he younger? Did I miss? Yeah, I was like five or six. Oh, okay. Okay, I missed that part. Oh. Okay, next one. I had just moved into a new house. One day I was downstairs when I heard what sounded like furniture moving around upstairs. I go to investigate, but no sounds, nothing has moved. I go back downstairs and it starts again. I go back up, nothing. This went on for about an hour. I almost called law enforcement because I was positive someone was in my house. I ended up calling a friend and kept them on speakerphone while I searched the attic and any other place something, maybe an animal, could be hiding, but I never found anything. I gave up my search and went to bed. I thought it was over, but then things got even creepier. That night, I had a dream that I was driving to work in the rain and fog and crashed. In the dream, someone approached me and asked, are you ready to move on? And at that moment, I woke up. At the time, I was working mid-shift, so around 10 p.m. 
That same day, I get in the car on a foggy, rainy night and make my way into work without any issue. The building I worked at had security cameras all over. It being so late, I was the only person coming in. When I get inside, my coworker asked me a bone-chilling question. They told me they'd seen me come in on the cameras and were wondering who I'd come in with. I was alone, but she swore someone followed me inside. It was very unnerving, 12 hours to say the least. That's creepy. That's very creepy. Next one, it's weird, it's weird how we can just accept it when really strange and terrifying things happen to us. My grandmother passed, passed on in our family home when I was 16. Her room was directly above our dining room. When she was alive, she'd been fond of sitting, in, sitting for hours in her rocking chair while watching TV. In the months after she passed, I kept hearing the floorboards in her room creaking whenever I was downstairs in the dining room. It was like she was still there rocking away in her chair. We had a double we had double glazed windows, so it was definitely not the wind. On one occasion, I was in the shower and the bathroom bl- door blew open and I heard someone calling my name. My grand used to come into the bathroom to use the toilet whenever I was showering when she was alive. Again, there was no wind there, so no explanation for the door suddenly opening by itself. On another occasion, I'd been talking to my stepmother about my gran when all of a sudden a photo fell down from the cabinet in the dining room. That photo had been secured with blue tack and had been standing for over 15 years. It was like my gran was listening to to us and wanted us to know she was there. Despite all this happening, I always just carried on as if nothing terrifying was happening and never actually told my parents about the weird stuff that happened when they left me alone at home. Next one. I live in a beach town and one of my friends had just got her back to her parents' house for the summer. So I went over to hang out for a little while. Since it wasn't late when I went to go home, I figured I'd take the long way and drive along the bay for a view of the stars and the lights of the ships waiting to go up the river. When I got to the road that runs along the bay, I realized I wasn't going to see anything because of heavy fog that had rolled in, which is super common in the spring. This road is a 25 mile per hour road with the beach and trails over the dunes on the left and houses on the right. I was driving along the road with pretty bad visibility with how foggy and dark it was. All of a sudden from my left, I see a figure coming up the dune and toward the road. I slammed on my brakes hard enough to skid a little because I thought it was someone coming off the beach to go to a house across the road and I didn't want to hit them. I'll never forget what I saw. It was a shape of a woman in a long dress but there was no facial features. When it got to the middle of the road, the figure just floated up at an angle and disappeared. There wasn't beach access trail where I saw it, and I can't figure out any logical explanation for why it hovered and took off. I stopped and watched it until it disappeared, trying to figure it out. It freaked me out bad, honestly, and even five or six years later, I can still picture the way it moved like it was yesterday. Woman in white. Creepy. Mm-hmm. Just going home. She just wanted to go to the beach for a little bit. <laughs> Next one. I'm a 911 dispatcher. About 5.30 one morning, I took a call from a lady saying she thought she was having a heart attack. After getting her address and all the normal questions, I asked if she wanted me to stay on the phone with her until the ambulance gets there. But she declined, 
saying she still had to get dressed because the chest pain woke her up and she was still in her nightclothes. From the time I answered the call to the ambulance arrived, there was 17 minutes as it was, a rural area. The ambulance gets to the scene and almost immediately called for a deputy saying the patient was deceased. Now, I just talked to this lady and she wasn't having a lot of difficulty breathing at the time of the call or anything, so I'm kind of shocked. I sent my deputy and asked him because I'm thinking that she must have passed on and the EMS crew didn't want to work on her because it was almost time to go home. The deputy got back to me and his answer was devastating. He said that she had been gone for a couple hours at least. So I wonder, was there intentionally someone else in the house who woke up to find her and called us pretending to be her before leaving? Did someone come to visit at 5.30 a.m. only to find her calling us saying they were there and leave? Did her ghost just want her body to be found? I'm clueless, but have this type of thing happen a handful of times in my 30 plus years of dispatching. Crazy. That is creepy. Were they talking to a dead person? That's what it sounds like. Oh my God. She didn't want her body staying there. She wanted someone to come and get like, it. Dude, I'm like starting to stink. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. <laughs> Can you please come over here? Buddy? <laughs> That's so scary though. God. Okay, and this is my last one. About 20 years ago, I lived in a super cute apartment, which was next to a creek. The master bedroom had French doors that led to a deck that went all the way to the creek bed. The bedroom my five-year-old daughter was in also overlooked the creek. One night, I was woken up by a super bright light and strange music that sounded like a calliope, but electronic. I got out of bed and looked out, and I saw several little silver creatures waiting in the creek. It was the strangest thing, but somehow very peaceful, and while I was startled, this feeling of calm came over me, and I felt like they were watching my back. Watching me back. I stood there for a minute and then went back to sleep. I woke up the next day, and there was nothing there and no evidence that anything had been. I was convinced I was, it was just a crazy dream. I never spoke to anyone about it because it was so strange, it couldn't possibly have been real. Two years ago, give or take, I went away for the weekend with my now adult daughter, and we were reminiscing about different things, and that apartment came up. Then she told me something that rocked me to my core. She says the weirdest thing happened there one night. She told me about the silver clowns in the creek that played merry-go-round music. <laughs> she didn't tell me at the time because she didn't think they were scary. But what the heck? Weird. It's a fairy kind of night. It is. Fairy kind of night. All right. It's time for the witty wrap-up. Yay, witty wrap-up. And I got some funny tweets. Okay. Me the entire day. Ugh, I'm so tired. Do I have time for a nap? My eyelids are 90 pounds. I am deprived. <laughs> Me at 2 a.m. Yo, it's lit. I'm so awake. Maybe I should brainstorm or start a new project. Oh, my God. That is so mean. Me too. It's horrible. Why does that happen to everybody? Oh, I could be, like, so tired, falling asleep at my desk yeah. all day long. As soon as I get home, I'm, like, wide awake. Yeah. It happens to everybody. Yeah. I think. That's you just sucks. don't want to be at work. Exactly. <laughs> I opened my fridge. An apple fell out, and I yelled, I'm tired at it. How are you all doing? 
Me. I should go to sleep early. I've been exhausted all week. Me. I wonder what happened to that guy in LFO with the big teeth. I should Google him for an hour and a half. And read on him and not go <laughs> to sleep ever. God. Sticking a margarita in my pregnant wife's face and saying, ain't no fun if the baby can't have none, didn't go over as well as I'd hoped. <laughs> Oh, my God. I'd punch him in the face. (laughs) (laughs) When my wife was pregnant, she used to gently nudge me awake in the middle of the night and whisper, I will fucking get you for this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's hilarious. (laughs) I had my pregnant wife hold my beer as I went to the bathroom because I felt she needed to be judged by 300 strangers. (laughs) Oh my god. I hate that guy. (laughs) My wife. I'm pregnant. Me. Oh my god, that's great. My wife. Embarrassed. But now people will know we have sex. (laughs) Her face is all red. (laughs) My son told my pregnant wife she should swallow some toys so his unborn brother could play with them. He's a genius as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) That's cute. (laughs) Pro tip. When your angry, hungry, hormonal, pregnant wife asks you, where do you want to eat? I don't know. Probably separate rooms is not the right answer. (laughs) Wife, I'm pregnant. Me. Me too. Wife, no, that's, this isn't one, uh, one upping thing. Me, it's twins. Wife, does this dress make me look pregnant? Me, no, you look good. Wife, so I don't look good when I'm pregnant? Me, flees the country. (laughs) That's the only solution. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was reading to my kids today, and in the story, there was a pregnant woman. My three-year-old asked, what happened to her belly? I replied, there's a baby in there. Three-year-old was horrified. She ate a baby? (laughs) Sensing a good opportunity, I said, yes. Sleep well tonight, kid. (laughs) Aw, that's mean. (laughs) Apparently, it doesn't matter how big the burrito was, you're still not allowed to compare it to being pregnant. (laughs) Oh, my God. My pregnant wife threw up chocolate because apparently the baby doesn't like it. In other news, she's carrying the Antichrist. (laughs) Exactly. What the fuck? (laughs) five-year-old what happens if the baby pees pregnant wife she won't she waits until she's born five-year-old right just like no one pees in a pool (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious and do you know babies do pee and poop in you ew no yeah they totally do i know and this is my last one once i stop people pleasing it's over for you bitches (laughs) if that's okay with you no worries if not (laughs) That's me. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm not dealing with this unless it's not okay with you. If you're uncomfortable, I'll change. But fuck you. I'll do what I want. And that's all I got. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Email in your stories. We still need them all the time. Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook. Ask to join the group. You can recommend us on there, uh, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you listen. You know, all the good stuff. And we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.